Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Market Close Report for Friday, the 3rd of March. Well, uh, a better finish to what has been quite an underwhelming week for the Australian share market and a bit of a choppy start to the new month as well. Today, the ASX 200 rose for a second day, second straight day. We had the ASX 200 up 28 points. That's a gain of a little more than a third of a percent to 7,283. The uh, broader or ordinary's index was also up by more than 20 points. However, it was not quite enough to push the market higher and actually snap a losing streak as far as weekly losses are concerned. So we've now had four consecutive weeks of declines here in Australia. Uh, I think something that is important here to remember is that when we're in the midst of a losing streak, it's quite easy to forget that uh, where we actually were uh, not too long ago. In fact, in early February, we got within 1% of a record high after five consecutive weeks of gains. So the market is still up around 3.5% since the start of 2023. One reason why the market did fall back this week was the fact that on Monday we had some very heavy declines and that was really in response to an update on inflation in the US which showed that inflation's rising at a faster than expected clip there and that had markets concerned that rates in the world's largest economy might stay higher for a longer period of time and that's something that can actually impact markets globally as well including here in Australia. As far as how sectors did today though 10 of 11 sectors were up. The only losers were actually property stocks, which fell by a quarter of a percent. But we had gains everywhere else, quite modest albeit, but still an improvement nonetheless. As far as the different uh, stocks are concerned today, uh, let's start with the winners. One of the, the better performers over the course of the week at least were mining stocks and also uh, energy companies as well. In fact, over the week, they were the, the only areas of the market to improve. So energy stocks were up in the order of 5% this week and the miners were up in the order of 4%. And that really had a lot to do with some updates a couple of days ago in China, which showed that somewhat surprisingly, the Chinese economy is recovering at a faster than expected pace from the COVID lockdowns that really slowed down its economy in a significant way. So they pivoted, I guess, on their, their policies there. They loosened things. They reopened the economy and borders not long ago. And that has actually seen things really picking up at a fast pace. So Woodside Energy today lifting about half a percent. This is ahead of it trading ex-dividend next Wednesday and also ahead of its biggest dividend ever, which it's going to pay out in early April. And BHP, which is also ex-dividend next week on Thursday, up around half a percent today. Um, National Australia Bank was up around 1.1%. So it's been a very difficult week actually for the banks which for the most part have fallen heavily over the past five days, but today at least they managed to improve and that helped to keep the market a little positive. And also Telstra up around 1.2%, bouncing back from a trading ex-dividend a couple of days ago, which was quite a weight on, uh, on the stock. As far as the losers are concerned today, uh, Ampol was down almost 6%. That's because it went ex-dividend. So I've probably explained this for those who, who don't know what an ex-dividend date is. It essentially is the cutoff for who's gonna get a dividend payment. So on a day when a stock trades ex-dividend, it's quite normal to see the share prices falling. So in Ampol, in the example, in the Ampol example, basically if anyone bought shares in Ampol today onwards, they would not receive that next dividend payment. Invocare down in the order of three quarters of a percent today. Not a big decline from the cemetery and funeral home operator today, but it was the worst performer or one of the worst performers this week, dropping back by close to 20%. 
And that's because earlier this week, it said that it lost close to $2 billion in the half. Down to EDI in a similar boat, largely flat today, but it uh, fell quite heavily over the course of the week. In fact, uh, it fell roughly around that 17% mark after saying that its profits have fallen. It blamed this partly on bad weather and labor shortages. And also Harvey Norman didn't do that well either, falling today, but it fell around that 10% mark this week too. And this was partly on evidence that shoppers are tightening their belts and that sales in January have fallen about 10% compared to what we saw a year earlier. Now, as far as currencies go, we had gains across the board uh, with the Aussie strengthening everywhere. Uh, one Aussie bar is about 67.5 euro cents and it's stronger against the Kiwi, the yen, the sterling and also the euro. Now, if we look ahead to next week, it's going to be a pretty big one, but the highlight is almost certainly going to be what the Reserve Bank does with interest rates on Tuesday afternoon. This will be the second meeting of 2023. It is very widely expected that there's going to be another rate hike on Tuesday of a quarter of a percent. So anything else would be quite a shock to the market. There'll be other things to watch as well, but we do have a new weekly podcast that you can actually find on, uh, on podcast platforms, on your favorite podcast platform. And that gives us, it goes into a bit more detail as to what you can expect. So it's roughly 15 minutes long. And you might find it useful heading into a new week. On that note, everyone, have a great evening and we'll do this again next week.